Welcome to Shikori Sessions. I'm your host, David Dean, Marketing Director for the Shikori Hills Grassroots Festival of Music and Dance. Once a month on this program, we will highlight Shikori Hills Grassroots alumni and news from the festival. You can find us online at shikorisessions.com and download the podcast on all major podcast channels. I'm joined today by Sierra Farrell and her fiddle player, Nate Leith, at Circle City Recording in beautiful Pittsburgh, North Carolina. Give it time. Take one. pretty good <laughs> I mean, now we kind of get, get into the less fun part i guess right 
me picking your brain a little bit. So we were talking earlier about your travels mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of what brought you here. And we were talking about busking on the streets of New Orleans. Oh, yeah. You just got a traveling Jones? Like, what, what how, how uh, where did the busking thing come from? Well, uh, I used to do the traveling thing like where I would just, like, hitchhike or ride trains sometimes uh, and caravan as well. Mm. Just like, you know, and gas jug and stuff and such stuff like that. And so, like, I, I would need to make money. So I thought that maybe I would just start busking instead of begging for it. Yeah, right. And then um, then I just started doing it all the time because I felt like I started to be able to harness that way of making money. I thought it, it wasn't like the way it was. Like, in the beginning, I wasn't. I, I didn't make much money at first. But then, like, it started happening to where I could actually do it as a job. And right. it was like... Pretty much getting me everything I ne I needed, not you know not everything I wanted, but uh, I you know I ate well and uh, I slept in my van most of the time or at a friend's house. And you left you left that's from leaving West Virginia, right? Yeah, when I first left West Virginia, I probably hitchhiked and uh, rode trains more. It was like my early my early twenties. Uh, hopping trains. Mm -hmm. I had a buddy in college that would do that. He'd take off for four weeks and go hop trains from Murfreesboro, um, Tennessee. And, uh, and you know, we'd, he'd disappear. He was a drummer in a band called uh, <laughs> Redgrass. And they'd have to book their tours around, like, whether he was hopping trains or not. That is pretty phenomenal. I, love that. <laughs> I, I can so see I, that happening with Sierra someday. Right. She just takes off. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a... Air-conditioned gypsy these days. <laughs> Not such a bad thing, <laughs> especially when it's uh, ninety-nine degrees or whatever it is outside mm -hmm. uh, on the fourth of October. I like clean, soft surfaces. So clean, soft surfaces. <laughs> yeah, I like this. I'm kind of spoiled. I don't think I could ever leave him again. Well, so. <laughs> that, well, and you've got a lot of hotel rooms. Yeah, in your there's future. a lot of those. Yeah, that's so, real. Yeah. You've you got a pretty big year. 2019 is like kind of a milestone year for you, right? I mean, new management, new label. Talk talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so I've uh, recently been around, signed around to records, and um, I have I'm being managed by an amazing manager named Dafa Ramsewer. Who also works with Ava Brothers. That's and, correct. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's where he made his mark and. And picking up some killer acts too, yeah. Um, and so then I also have like the Paradigm Agency, which I work with uh, Keith Levy and Yitzi, and uh, they do like the booking. Which actually, I think Keith Levy and his wife just had a, a couple twins. So oh, did they? He's been out of office, but that's like kind of a happy note there. That is a happy <laughs> note. That's a uh, that's jumping right into the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have, I heard that they had a boy and a girl, so then they they they're done. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's like twins. Right? Oh, that's great. Perfect happy family. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a I've got a six year old and a and a five year old and um and uh fifty percent of the time anyway. And uh they 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 were out at Shakori last night and you know, we had a ball. Um and so the girl's the oldest and boy's youngest. And he stepped right up to the mic on the front porch stage and started singing like I mean, he didn't 
hesitate. Just somebody was playing Old Town Road. Yeah. On uh, this kid was like 13 playing Old Town Road on, on the piano. He just stepped right up, started playing. I was singing. They um, was so. You've released what two full length albums? Uh, yes. Uh, but they weren't. They weren't really. There wasn't release days, or I didn't have a big party about it. It was just, right. It was just me and my good friend Eric McConnell, which we produced and uh, played a lot of the instruments on it together, just hanging out for fun. But then, you know, like John Miller played on some stuff and uh, Joe Fulton played fiddle. Uh, um, Frank Rishi played some guitar on some stuff from the Rishi family. I don't know yeah. if you know who they and, are. And so do, were these folks that you just met along the way? or Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, I've known John Miller for a long time. He's, okay. he's, from, he's a West Virginian. And he was like in that festival circuit where we would see each other. Cool. Often from just playing music. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you released like two tracks at a time on Bandcamp, and then you'd release a whole album, and then you kind of did that again. It was like, um, what, for a couple, like almost a month there, you, you packed a couple of tracks and you'd release a whole album. Yeah. And then you did it again in the fall. That was in the spring, and then in the fall you did it again. Like, is that, are you writing just a boatload? No, those, that's actually, that's stuff from 2014. Okay. The first album, like uh, Pretty Magic Spell, is from like 2014, and Washington by the Sea is from 2017, maybe. Okay, so it's just kind of when it got posted. Yeah. Or whatever. Right now, she's actually she is writing a bunch. She's uh, can pick up her guitar and just give her any kind of subject matter, and she starts going at it. She has she'll, she'll write a song in 15 minutes, and it's it's beautiful. Really. Oh, That's thank awesome. you. <laughs> he helps. Like I, he's my. Best friend and my favorite person to be around to write songs. I feel like we kind of like give each other that power to. Um, also, I, a lot of times if I just make up a song, it's just in and out and gone, and I just right. don't remember it. But he's been recording me, <laughs> and so he's got like we've got like three new songs that are in the works just by him recording me, and I don't even know how they go now, but they're there. <laughs> they're they're on some they're they, on a device. Somewhere, they were nice, right? like he said. And they're he gold really. too. They're they're really good. Nice, yeah. nice. And so you're you're just sitting around playing and and writing and bouncing yeah. ideas off each other. Yeah. Yeah. Going through the notions, eating snacks. We watch scary movies. We watch scary movies. <laughs> Get inspired by scary yes. movies. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Well. You know what's what's next? You've got uh, you got Rounder and Dolph and uh, international talent agency behind you. I mean that's uh, that's fantastic. What's where are we going to do next? Well, I'm going to try to make a solid gold album, a record. <laughs> Let's hope. At least right. at least in my mind, I want it to be. So then, um, something I can be proud of. Which I mean, I'm proud of those albums, but like I want I want bigger. You know, like I want orchestras and really like horn sections and like maybe not all the songs because I, I imagine that's expensive but maybe <laughs> just on like a couple songs like beef up a couple of songs to where they're like oh right a big full sound there's like a girl in the background going oh <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> like those old that's, albums they used to all have that stuff in it but that was beautiful Thank you. You, you, you can do it just just lay down the track right yep probably but I would like to even have like a woman's choir on a couple of songs. That'd yeah, be cool. like, yeah, that's. Um, I've always liked the like three piece horns and three p three 
female singers oh, yeah. and you know a good solid rhythm section and uh, Hammond B3 the um, you, uh, you know but then with what y'all are doing I mean that's that's kind of just taking your music in a totally different direction what you're you're talking about it's it really opens up a lot of doors well we'll keep it simple though you know we'll, right. we'll strip it down and make it good <laughs> to where you pull it up there's not like this many like different things going on you know what i'm talking about like when yeah. you pull up a the map of a song mine's not usually like this <laughs> they can't see that on radio oh. <laughs> oh sorry it was really small <laughs> it was really short you so. can't see what i'm doing it's fine <laughs> as you can see from the weather over here <laughs> <laughs> so you you're just throwing out subject matter and writing what um what are some of your favorite subjects to write about well love and loss yeah um pain and suffering pain and suffering is that because it's a it's a root it's kind of part of who you are too it's easy to it's just easy it's easy it's it's easy (laughs) (laughs) um i feel like music is really therapeutic for me it's uh a way to release i guess and i feel like that's one of my superpowers. And from what I, I get messages now every day anymore, and people say that my music helps them. And I think that's pretty phenomenal. And I'm very honored that I have that ability to touch people in ways like where they're like, you help me get, you're helping me get through this traumatic thing that's happening in my life. And yeah. now, uh, not only do I, I've always loved playing music and singing, but now I feel like. I have a real reason to do it is to help people get through things. And like sometimes singing about something sad, someone can like sing along with it and then kind of cope with what they're going through. So I kind of feel like it's not only something I love to do, but now it's my job. <laughs> and I can, you feel a responsibility. Yeah, I feel, I feel, kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. One, two, three.
I mean, you talked about y'all giving each other goosebumps when you when you play together. Yeah, it's I mean, real. Yeah, that's right. That's that's how I really judge whether or not a band's any good. You know, people would send me um, CDs all the time. Hey, we'd like to play the festival, or would you think about booking us? When I was booking Imagine Bands and stuff, and out of a stack, and I would listen to them. But if you're not going to give me goosebumps in the first couple of tracks, and sorry, <laughs> going into a different pile. <laughs> yeah, we like music that moves us, and uh, we were a little worried about it at first. <laughs> it's like every time we play, split second, we'd have we both have goosebumps. I was like, I was like, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I need to go to the doctor. Like, <laughs> it's not normal, you know. Like, are you, I've got a book I need to pass on to you. It's a, um, about why some people, basically, why some people get goosebumps when they listen to music and you kind of your brain on music. And it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. That's, y'all would appreciate it. Yeah, I like to read that. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass it on for sure. Uh, let's see, I had a couple more. So yeah, In Dreams, 1.2 million views as of this morning on YouTube. I mean, does that kind of trip you out uh, like you're coming from busking to you know make a simple youtube video and 1.2 million views um that's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh i thought that was pretty amazing i think that's cool yeah i never thought that that i would ever have a video where it has reached that many views from people all over you know yeah and um when I wrote that song, I actually wrote that song in New Orleans. And you whenever did. we recorded it, I just wrote it within like that month. So I feel like whenever you ca- you capture me singing a song I just wrote, you can feel, you can hear it. You can hear it in the song because I just wrote it and it's like, kind. it's just feels, I feel like I sing it the best then because it's, the, it's fresh and new. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, probably why we um, like to only do one or two takes when we record songs together. Just, just like today. I mean, y'all right. laid down like three tracks, two of which they, you'll be they only to... get worse as we go. On. <laughs> <Right. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the more times yeah. we play, I'm in a row for sure. Because you're just overthinking it. We already did it. I mean, we already <laughs> did it. <laughs> Why are we doing it again? Right? Yeah. It'd be like rehearsing um, something in the mirror to talk to a girl when you're like 15, or whatever. You know, <laughs> like yeah, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. That's that's true. Yeah, it's not going to come out natural, and yeah, she's not going to be interested. To all your fi- to all you fifteen year olds oh, out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Who are some of your vocal influences? That's a loaded potato. <laughs> but okay. um, give me the give me the full enchilada answer. Okay, so whenever whenever I was growing up, you know, I didn't really even listen to old stuff. I listened to like the radio, you know, like. 90s, my mom always would listen on the radio. She hated it, though. I was always changing the station. She was like, pick a station, you know. <laughs> but um, you know how that goes when you're listening to the radio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I grew up listening to 90s stuff, and I would sing Tracy Chapman all the time. And, like, uh, <laughs> uh, Shania Twain. I would sing Shania. a lot of her. Nice. Um, and I did a lot of karaoke at a very young age. So I felt like that that has helped prep me a lot. Honestly, just, you know, going and singing karaoke all the time. You've got to get over the stage fright thing if you're going to be up singing karaoke. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is this is these are like little bars in South Charleston, West Virginia. So it's just like not really like that many people are going to be there. Right. 
<laughs> but still, you know, it takes some courage to get up there at whatever age yeah. and do it, right? I felt like at a young age, I I did kind of break that the, the stage fear because the uh, fear of being on stage because my mom always pushed me to like be like in the limelight because she'd always be like sing the sing a song you know like it, was, it got kind of embarrassing sometimes because she'd be like I'm like mom I'm just trying to hang out you know like right. stop like putting me on the spot <laughs> but uh, so she she could hear that you had something a unique sound yeah she's always encouraging me to sing awesome and uh, that's just something I've always I've always done and loved and I would try to get my family involved be like hey let's let family band you yeah. know like. <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing like those blood harmonies, you know, just like the Leuven brothers. The, oh, you're nice. The Everly brothers, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Do yeah, I know family bands. They've just a kind of natural harmony and and timing uh, that you just really hard to get. So, do your do your folks play? I mean, do your family? Not really. No. Um. Play the radio. Have to play the radio. <laughs> play with the radio. Yeah. What what does your mom think about all this going on now? On the tra- oh man, she hated me traveling. Yeah. But you know, there's really not much in West Virginia for me besides the beautiful nature, of course. Like right. in Fayetteville, there's awesome. You know, there's all kinds of parks throughout West Virginia. That's awesome. But like, for me, as a career-wise, or just like to stay there, there's really wasn't much keeping me there. And I was like, I need to be where more people are, where more musicians are, where more more music yeah that I would want to hear you know yeah for sure it, there's a um, there's another book about that that you know people who have great talent also need to be around um, people who are better than them people who <laughs> push them yeah. yeah people who push them and that can help nurture that talent too right and they can um, so it's yeah it helps you create it helps helps them do their thing too so that's so and you're in nashville been there for a bit with all the players yeah i see you've got some shows coming up you got todd snyder yeah playing in, with in california yeah nate's going to be coming with me to those as well oh good and there's talk of some washington state gigs coming up in oh, seattle great. So, which we just agreed to actually do. So that's happening too. Woo. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Nice. Kind of return to your second home. Mm-hmm. Right? So keep a, you should follow me on Instagram. I keep people posted on what's going on and also Facebook. And um, so you can keep your eyes on me and see what I'm doing next and if I'm coming near you. So. Awesome. What's your website? Uh, SierraFarrellMusic.com. Awesome. Beautiful. And of course, Facebook, Instagram, and everything mm-hmm. for that. Uh, she is returning. The reason we're sitting here with her in Pittsburgh, North Carolina today and with Nate, Nathaniel, <laughs> I'm getting that eat shit and die look right now. It's, it's Nathan. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Thank L-E-A-T-H. You. Sounds like lethal. Thank you, Nathan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. God. Uh, so the... um. Uh, I, like I, I I did that just so I could get an evil look from him. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, he got it. <laughs> have you ever gotten that look? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I get hangry. You should see him, yeah, when he's hangry. It's bad. Man, we got barbecue out there. Oh, good food over here, y'all. Oh. Good eats right here. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming. We definitely want to thank the pickle jar for the food. Yes. Yeah, yeah, thank you, pickle yeah. jar. <laughs> that food was amazing. Thank you so much. That was yeah. a big deal. It was a big deal. It's a rare thing to get good food like that on the road. Right? Um, we thank you to uh, to Rounder. Thank you to Ramser Management and and everybody who made this happen today. We look forward to having you back at Shakori um, when and and hopefully we look forward to one day where we can't even afford to have you back, and we will applaud you then as well. Well, if you keep bringing the snacks and the and the and the hangs, I'll probably still show up. So cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll take you up on that. <laughs> Thank you both. Thank you so Thank much. You. Of course, man. Awesome. Ding dong, daddy. Take one.
Thank you for joining us for the Shikori Sessions. Stay tuned as more episodes will be released with each full moon in 2020. We would like to extend a very special thanks to John De La Force, audio engineer and owner of Circle City Recording, for sharing his time and talents with us. This program would not be possible without his support and shared vision for bringing you high-quality sound. Make sure you subscribe to future podcasts as we improve our process for your enjoyment. Future episodes will include interviews with Jeb Perrier, guitarist, vocalist for Donna the Buffalo, Consider the Source, Western Centuries, Haley Jane and Rebecca Todd, amongst others. Find us online at shakorisessions.com or search Shakori Sessions to join us on Instagram and Facebook. This has been the first Shakori Session. Thank you for listening. <laughs>